and welcome to Creepy and Geeky. I'm your host, Robert, and on this episode, I'm joined by Jessica Scott, a writer, a cosplayer, and an editor for FilmCred. She's also a frequent guest on lots of podcasts, and I finally got her to come on here. Welcome to the show, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad we were finally able to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Always, always tough nailing down uh, schedules and stuff. So <laughs> yeah. We're doing a, a double feature. That's what I like to do with my guests is uh, do a double feature. We kind of locked this one down you know, months ago when we first started talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, usually what I'm trying to do now is kind of let the guests guide where this goes. But I know you like to uh, talk about Terror Vision because that's one of your favorite movies. It is and, indeed. Uh, I, I figured uh, I would give you a chance to uh, talk with me. Well, give me a chance to talk with you about it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, talk about uh, one of my favorite movies, uh, which was Psycho Gorman, which you, I was uh, told, you absolutely hated. <laughs> I, d- I didn't hate it. I, I did not enjoy it, but I didn't hate it. <laughs> And on on paper, this should be one of my new favorite movies. So, I'm... really like that's what that's what was boggling my mind because it seems like it's it's very much in the same vein as Terror Vision. Uh, that's why I was like, oh, these movies will pair really well. So we'll have to definitely get into uh, why the <laughs> why it just did not <laughs> click with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, uh... It's it's gonna be a good discussion. I think. I hope. <laughs> Which would you like to discuss first? Uh, um, <laughs> I, I'd like to start with Psycho Goreman. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just rip All that right. Band-Aid off right away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's definitely get, in, get into it. Uh, so what was it that you did not like about it? I. It, it's something that I have experienced with movies before. And I've only ever been able to describe it as, and this will will age me because I know nobody or very few people type on typewriters anymore. People didn't even type <laughs> on typewriters when I was a kid. Right. But the entire movie, I heard the writer's fingers clacking on the typewriter. I heard the script. I didn't hear the jokes. I didn't feel the characters I heard the writer writing and chuckling to himself the whole time. (laughs) Like I, you know, I'm sure. And um, if you'll give me a moment, I I usually am more prepared, but I've been very nervous about this episode um, because I'm always nervous when I talk about movies that I don't like, because I never want to come across like, well, if you would like it, you're stupid. Cause I obviously do not think that. No, Um, I never want to be, you know, come across as like condescending or like, right? you know, casting aspersions on things that people love. I never want to do that, but sometimes movies just don't work for you. And I'm sure Stephen Kostansky, who wrote and directed this, is a lovely person, but it just felt like he was just like giggling to himself the whole time. Like, oh, that's a good line. Oh, that's a funny joke. And I just, I, I felt like I was sitting in the writer's room, not laughing along with everyone else. Like the entire movie left me cold. I didn't smile once. I didn't laugh once. The only thing that would have gotten me was, you know, the, I do not care for hunky boys or do I, but that had been memed to death on social media. So that even that didn't get me like, I was like, okay, yeah, here comes the hunky boys line. But 
I was left so cold by this entire movie. I just, I could hear the writer the whole time. I felt like I was watching. Uh, have you ever seen those uh, videos where it'll show a page of a script and like the camera pans down the script and people are reading from it? I felt like right. that's what I was watching instead of a movie. Like it felt very hollow and very soulless to me. So I'm wondering if you had seen it before it got memed to death. I'm wondering if you would have gotten I, a little I, bit more appreciation for it, but I'm not positive that that's. Yeah. I, I, problem. I kind of doubt it because that's the only thing that I remember seeing a meme of Oh, was, I was just the hunky yeah. boy thing. And I was like, hunky boys, uh, you know, a giant space monster talking about hunky boys. This sounds rad. Right. Let's watch it. And I just kept putting it off because there are so many movies to watch, but I, I am just as frustrated as you are <laughs> because like I said, on paper, this should have been my new favorite movie. You know, it's, right. it's got incredible practical effects. It's, you know, ridiculous gore, you know, ridiculous character design. You know, I, I think part of it is one of the things I hate the most in this world is precocious children. <laughs> and Mimi I kept waiting for Mimi to die a fiery death and it just never <laughs> happened. It just never happened. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I can't get down with, with having like a hilariously precocious children that just bothers me. Um, so I think that was part of it, but that wasn't all of it. I just, um, I boil it you down. It felt to, like they were trying too hard. Perhaps. Yes. Like yeah. they, yeah, there's definitely kind of a smug try hard quality to it to me and i might watch this again in a year and love it and think god i wish i could erase that podcast episode from the face of the earth <laughs> but i just watching it for this podcast right. i just was left cold and did not like it a bit i'm yeah, just I mean, as shocked I, as you <laughs> <laughs> well i've had that same thing happen with movies too is like the first time i watched it, i'm just like eh, well, i don't get the hype you know and and mm -hmm. and sometimes that's a lot of what it has uh has to do with for me is the hype so many people hype it up and i just don't enjoy it because mm -hmm. whatever they're hyping up I, I guess i'm not connecting with it in that moment or people have just blown it out to too big of a proportion and sometimes not always but sometimes when i go back to it especially if it's something that i think should work that i will usually get a better appreciation for it not always but yeah yeah, for sure. I uh, see. I don't know why this movie connects with me. It, in a lot of ways, this movie should not connect with me um, <laughs> because uh, because it is over the top. Like I, I love like uh, horror comedy is probably my favorite genre of horror in general. Mm -hmm. um, and when when done right, and a lot of this probably shouldn't work for me because it is over the top. And it's that like a lot of people were comparing it to um, uh, Power Rangers, uh, mm -hmm. you know, with the with the with the bad guys being very Power Rangers esque and stuff. Yeah. And Power Rangers was just slightly past my time. Mm -hmm. uh, I was already an adult by the time that came out. And so so for me, that aspect didn't click for me, but I don't know why, but I guess just you know, the over the topness of it and everything just worked for me. I didn't mind Mimi. My son 
watched it. I recommended it to my son and him and his wife watched it and they hated this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly just because they hated Mimi. And, you know, because she is obnoxious. I, I admit that. But for me, I guess the her being obnoxious works because I, I don't know why, but it maybe because it is so over the top that it goes beyond even parody or anything for me. I'm not sure why, but yeah, I def definitely enjoyed it um, a lot more than pretty much anybody else that I know. <laughs> and everybody so yeah. far that I've recommended it to has come away from it very cold. Oh my gosh. See, and I've never met anybody well like i've only seen people talking about it online and every single person i see talking about it online loves it which to be fair right. probably the people who hated it don't want to say anything <laughs> if they're <laughs> anything like me because i right. you know i don't want to rain on people's parade and be like that yeah. movie you love it sucks i mean i'm not right. saying this movie sucks i just it did nothing no for me. yeah but um, yeah no i'm the same with like malignant like malignant did nothing for me i don't hate it but it does nothing for me and to watch everybody talk about it. Like it's this glorious piece of filmmaking. And, and I know that most people see it as glorious trash, but I'm just like, what, why it didn't like for me, that did nothing for me see, in, I, on that same level. I, I think malignant did absolutely suffer from overhyped because I heard people talking about this is the most bonkers movie you've ever seen. It's so yeah. wild. It's so crazy. And then when I watched it, I was like, not really. I mean, I mean, I had a lot of fun with it. There are some, you know, bonkers moments, but it, everybody was acting like they had never seen anything as crazy right? as They're this movie. They're still acting like that. Yeah. And I'm like, and I don't, I, that's uh, my expectations were too high. I went in yeah. expecting the craziest movie I've ever, I've ever seen. And I set myself up for failure. And so, really there's one crazy scene and they make it seem like that one crazy scene makes up for the rest of the movie, which getting to that scene is kind of slow and a slog. And not only that, but I called the twist in the credits in the opening credits. And right. so I think that that's killed the it for me. I think yeah. the, it's, I think the filmmakers want you like they, they're like, they're winking at you. Like, you know, the twist is coming. We know the twist is coming. You and I both know what's happening here. Just go with it, which I appreciate. Yeah. I like but I've that. I've seen so many people talk about it and not know that that was the twist. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on and that. So I'm, I'm just like, like, that's bizarre. It's like, has mm. nobody ever seen the dark half? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they announced it at the very beginning of the film. I, I am a huge malignant fan. I will say yeah. that I'm not, you know, but yeah. I, the first time I watched it, I set myself up for failure by buying into everybody else's hype. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And I, I did my best not to do that with Psycho Gorman because I was like, you know, I want to like this movie. I, I go into every movie thinking I want to like this movie because who, yeah. wa who wants to have a shitty time for 90 minutes to two hours? You know, everybody, exactly. you know, I'm sure there are some people out there who love to hate things, but I am not one of those people. <laughs> I like loving yeah. things. I enjoy exactly. enjoying things. <laughs> so yeah. I wanted to like this movie so much, but I could tell within like the first three minutes. Oh no, this oh, wow. is not going to go well. <laughs> I, th there is something about the tone. It's, it reminded me more than anything of turbo kid, which is a movie I do like. Oh, I love but turbo kid. There's a certain coldness at the heart of turbo kid mm -hmm. that 
I think works for that movie and does not work for this movie. And I, I, I will have to drill down deeper to figure out exactly what it is because <laughs> this is the frustrating part of talking about movies like this. I'm like, I can't explain it to you, but that's just how it is, right. which really makes for a scintillating podcast conversation. <laughs> I'll tell you, right. you know, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, here's, I mean, it's actually good because, you know, I love it. You, you were, you know, just met on it. And so that makes a good conversation because then we can talk about, you know, what, what worked, what didn't work, you know? And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we all come into it and, and, and that's what I like about um, that. I, I mean, I've watched some movies that uh, for the podcast that I'm like, I've never seen before. And I would say most movies I end up giving three stars on uh, Letterboxd um, <laughs> yeah. because they're just okay for me. You know, most movies are just okay. They're not yeah. bad. They're not good. They're just okay. You know, and most like, I'm not one of those people, especially like you said, I don't hate uh, like generally anything. So I don't think I even have, I may have one, one star review on Letterboxd because generally speaking, I don't hate anything. Um, I, cause I feel like at least the movie had some redeeming value, even if I'm not going to ever watch it again. Mm-hmm. So people yeah. put a lot of hard work and time into those movies. So I can't just hate on it. <laughs> Well, I'm of two minds on that. I mean, to your point about the three stars, not every movie can be a masterpiece. And if you, exactly, I, with respect, if somebody listening to this has watched a lot of movies and thinks they're all five stars, perhaps you are not watching as critically as you ought to, but you know what, Mm -hmm. if you want to, if you want to have a five-star experience every time, more power to you. But I just, I question people who think everything is a five-star movie or five-star. Not only that, but I question, I always question people who, put five stars on things that are you know quote unquote classics just because they feel they have to put five stars on that Ooh, because because mm-hmm. so for me like if i if it's a classic and i just don't like it then it's not getting a five star you know it's not getting a four star you'd be lucky if you get a three star <laughs> but <laughs> one and a half stars for you vertigo <laughs> yeah no i love vertigo stop I know, it. i'm kidding um, <laughs> No, I'm talking more like Shining, Citizen Kane. I don't like those movies. So, wow. but yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to fight people on that. No, no, but... I, I can see the criticism of The Shining, Citizen Kane. I need to rewatch, but I'm, I'm always surprised yeah. because that is a classic movie that I was like, I, I went in wanting to like it, but prepared for the possibility of it being boring, and I was not bored for a second. Oh, so, I, I love I'm... Citizen Kane. I've had to watch that so many times uh, in uh, mostly college classes that I took uh, on film. And I think, well, it had nothing to do with the college classes. Like I ended up uh, the last time I had to watch it, I was in a class about um, the, the overall arching. We had to watch a bunch of movies and they all had to do with memory. Uh, Mm. And so that was one of them, which made sense. Right. But I was just like, oh, I got to watch this <laughs> one movie again that I do not like. And. But then when I had to write a paper on it, I ended up getting an A on the paper because I came at it from an angle that had nothing to do with anything regarding the content of the movie. It was just the fact that it was uh, one of the first American films to use uh, film noir techniques. And so 
I was like, look, I got an angle on there. I'm going to use that. I'm going to get a good grade on this paper that yeah. I don't care about this movie. No, so. some, some of the best discussions, best pieces of criticism I've read have to do with movies that the author did not like or did not right. or did not think was good. You know, you don't have to love a movie to be able to write well about it. I Some of my hardest reviews are when I love a movie because I'm like, all I know to say is I love this. Right. But if I dislike yeah, exactly. something, I've got plenty to say about it. Usually, obviously not the well, case with Psycho Gorman, but I'm sure we'll uncover <laughs> some stuff. Yeah. Well, and that's what I think is fun about um, doing the podcast, too. So far with uh, guests that I've had and they bring me uh, interesting movies is that we can explore thoughts and stuff that I didn't have while watching it or making the notes on it before the episode but during the episode the guest will say something that'll kick off a thought or whatever and then we'll go down avenues that you know i wasn't really you know thinking of which is great Mm -hmm. i love that it makes me rethink the whole movie especially if it's a movie that i didn't really care for so much and so Mm -hmm. uh so that's that's always fun for me and that's why i enjoy doing this I'm, i'm still so new to it but i enjoy being able to talk to people and especially talking mm-hmm. to people critically in a way um, and just kind of fanning out on, on movies sometimes. So, you know, that's, that's why I love doing this and, and getting different guests on to bring different things. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the reasons, I mean, that's the main reason that I'm always screaming into the Twitter verse uh, please have me on your podcast because I love talking to people about movies. I like talking to different people about movies because I'm always, you know, learning something new or seeing a new perspective. And I often find that some of my best thoughts are just me talking things out. So sometimes I'll say something on a podcast and I'm like, oh, I need to write about that. Like it just comes yeah. out naturally in conversation when you're talking to people. And, you know, that's, I love, that's why I love movie podcasts so much. That's why I'm sure people are tired of me being like, hey, have me on your podcast. I want to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've, I've put out the feelers for that too. Nobody's taken me up on it yet. Um, but luckily, I've you know had had a few people come on here. But you know, hopefully, the more people will you know listen to this and have me on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, maybe that's you're just nice. just to... I yell about it like every hour on the hour. Not really. People who don't <laughs> know me, I'm I'm exaggerating by quite a bit. But yeah. No, you're not. You're not nearly that bad. It's all good. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I uh, back to Psycho Gorman. Yes. Uh, since we derailed off of that, but that's fine. I like the derails. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they they always uh, uh, go to interesting places. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't know what it was. I really loved the movie. I loved it so much that, and, and it was funny too because I watched the trailer for it. Um, before it came out, before it was available on, on uh, video on demand. And I loved it from the trailer and I don't know why I connected with it. It just hit me right in a sweet spot. And as soon as the movie was available on video demand, normally I don't buy stuff like that until it's out. Like I usually try to buy the Blu-rays and if I can, I'll buy digital also, but, you know, it just depends. And so with that one, the Blu-ray was still a ways out. They hadn't, I don't even think they had announced that there was going to be a Blu-ray coming. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to buy it on, on VOD when the, once it comes out. 
Yeah. And uh, I swear I watched that thing like three times in a row, like <gasps> in, in one week, not like in, literally in a row, but three oh, okay. times <laughs> in the space of a week. Yeah. <laughs> not See, that bad. Uh, right. Well, I wouldn't have judged you. I absolutely, hey, I, do you know how many times I've watched Terror Vision? Like, I'm not judging <laughs> you for that. But the Psycho Gorman, I bought the Blu-ray sight unseen. Like, I, I knew the title oh, wow. and I knew the cover art. And I knew people were freaking out over it. And I was like, this is going to be my new favorite movie bought, you know? And now I'm like, I really need to revisit it. So I don't have this Blu-ray sitting on my shelf judging me for that decision. (laughs) But I, I think part of it is there were so many moments where it felt like the movie was saying, huh? Do you see how crazy we are? Huh? Do you see how nutty we're being? Like, it felt like it was trying to, like everybody's playing it straight. Nobody right. in the cast is winking at the camera. They're and the cast is good. Like the, the their timing is good, their delivery is good. I'm not, you know, the actress who plays Mimi does a great job because I'm assuming that's exactly what the director wanted and she delivers. Like she commits 100%. Yeah. Like, me hating her character is not me criticizing the actress. Sometimes no, yeah. Sometimes that's the case, but not in this case. I right. she did a great job. But there was something about it that just felt like it was just kind of holding things up to the camera and saying, can you can you just believe how nutty we are? Aren't we just crazy? <laughs> and that just flew all over me. There's a certain level of detachment or irony to it that just kind of rubs me the wrong way. And I... No, I- Again, I feel like I'm digging a hole with so many people because when I posted, I I tweeted about watching this movie for the first time and so many people were like, this is my favorite movie. I'm so excited for you to watch this. (laughs) And I've been like too scared to be like, I'm so sorry, but I did not like this at all. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I, I can I can understand where you're coming from on that, like, you know, about the how it's very wink and nod at you. Um the 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 people that put it out Stephen Kostansky um, and uh, Adam Brooks who plays the dad in there mm-hmm. uh, they were part of a, a filmmaking collective called uh, Astron Six and so they come from a background of making movies that are kind of I wouldn't say parody but very wink and nod kind of movies like that. And so it kind of, I can see where you're, you're getting that feeling. Have you seen a movie called The Editor? It's a um, kind of a send up of Giallo movies. I have not. I've heard of it, but I've not seen it. Okay. So that's made by the, the same group of people. Um, and the uh, uh, Adam okay. Brooks plays the dad is, is the main character in that. Okay. I honestly, I feel very relieved that you told me that because I feel very validated in my feelings now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I can totally, like I said, like, like I said, I, I I can understand where you're, where you're getting that from. Um, I uh, like, I didn't get that feeling. I get that. I, in a way I can under, I, I can get that, that angle from it, but I guess because I just gave myself over to it that I didn't, or, or, I didn't mind the wink and nods because it's just, like I said, it just hits something for me in, in a way that I can't even really explain. <laughs> it really shouldn't work as a movie for me. Like it, it should be super annoying. And uh, because, because it is that over the top uh, 
because I don't like typically I don't like movies that are like that. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. Usually they're movies I wouldn't even hazard to watch. Um, I just, but I'm Stephen loving, the, I'm, I'm loving the freaky Friday of it. Like we have switched bodies because I'm <laughs> supposed to love it and you're supposed to hate it. But we're the opposite. Right. I'm loving the freaky Friday. I just had to say. That. Yeah. No, no, that's great. Um, it's interesting, too, because uh, Stephen Kostansky also made uh, The Void. Have you seen that one? I have not. Oh, that one's really good. That one's more straight. It's not it's not a comedy. That one's more of a um, of a straight uh, horror film. Um, that one's got uh, some huge influences from Carpenter, John Carpenter, mm-hmm. um, some Hellraiser influence, uh, great practical effects. Um, definitely check that one out. Uh, okay. Good chance. And I check out the editor too. I mean, knowing, knowing going into that one that you uh, you're getting more of a, a wink because it's yeah. a send up of shallow. It's not to, they're playing it straight. Again, they're playing it straight. You're, you're kind of laughing with it more than at it, I guess. Okay. I don't know. It's kind of hard to yeah. explain. No, I, I the, see that. I see that Udo the Kier is it. in it. So I'm sold. I will watch anything with Udo Kier <laughs> in it at least once. So <laughs> he's great in everything. I thought you would love it just because it is very much when I saw Terror Vision, because I saw Terror Vision after uh, Psycho Gorman, and I, mm-hmm. I only watched Terror Vision because you talked about it all the time. So I was just <laughs> like, I have to see this movie. I have to see how weird this movie actually is. And once I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, this is a lot like it, it in certain things, not like it, um, the whole thing. More like, you know, alien, crazy alien come, comes to Earth uh, and, you know, family has to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, that that I can see. Like the whole time, I was like, I wonder what he's going to say about <laughs> the similarities between these two movies. But I obviously, like plot wise, like the bare bones of it, you know, an alien yeah. comes to Earth to destroy it all and, and a quirky and, family and a quirky re- family. Yeah, you know, yeah, so. exactly. And the kids try to bond with it and use it for their own. You know, exactly. devious means. Yeah, I can totally see that. I was yeah. curious if there was anything else, um, anything beyond like the, the kind of basic plot beats that you saw. No, being- I mean, well, and you know, it's just you know, the 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 alien wins in the end. You know, he's he's, yeah. he's not stopped. He's not thwarted. And in both movies, you know, it it just continues on. So, you know, it's uh. I just thought that was interesting just for the, 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 the bare bones parallels, but I thought it would, it would match up well in, in that, in that way, because that's what I like to do with, with when I'm thinking of movies uh, to do either with my kids or with, you know, guests or whatever is to match movies, not necessarily that have the, have a similar theme at least, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, <laughs> but uh, but uh, <laughs> let me see. Okay, so I I think we've I think we've beaten Psycho Gorman to death. Uh, <laughs> Not intentionally. <laughs> no, no, no. I still love it. I hope that uh, you will, uh, of course, revisit it uh, later. And uh, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, and and again, I think that's you know, sometimes when I think I think that's what it really 
boils down to is everybody's overhyped it so much and everybody else loves it. And you, you, you took it on to watch also as something for the podcast rather than watching when you were ready for it and in the mood for it. And that I think has a lot to do with it too, is that sometimes just, you're just not in the right mood for it. Yeah, I would agree with that. I There are very few movies that I just won't give a second chance to. I'll definitely yeah. watch this one again. And, you know, now that my expectations are tempered a little bit and hopefully the next time <laughs> I, I'm in the exact right mood for it, I'll see if I have a different take on it. And I'll let you know if that happens. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely let me know. Yeah, I, um, I had a similar experience uh, with the movie It Follows. Uh, hmm. I did not like that movie the first time I watched it. It was okay. But when I first got really into, when I jumped uh, into the deep end of horror uh, uh, a few years ago, that was one of the ones that had just come out like a year or so before. And people were just talking about it. Like, oh my God, this is so good. It's it's the best thing. And I was like, okay, well, I'll check it out. You know, that sounds, sounds interesting. You know, and, you know, a, 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 a supernatural being passed by sexual activity. I mean, that's bizarre and cool. And I just did not, it just did not connect with me. I, I was like, okay, it's, it's okay, but it was nothing special. And oh, then, no. yeah, a couple of years goes by and the, um, the director makes a, a, another film called uh, Under the Silver Lake. Mm-hmm. And I watched that movie and that movie's just bizarre, but I enjoyed that movie. And that made me go, okay, maybe I really need to go back and watch it follows again. Maybe I'm not catching the vibe. And so I went back, watched it. And I actually liked it a lot more that second time. That's interesting. I I loved it follows the first time I saw it. I, I had heard the hype because I didn't see it, you know, right at the beginning, right when it was first released. Um, But I loved it from the jump. So I'm, I'm always interested to hear when people kind of, uh, not reverse their opinions, but kind of reassess, I guess is a better way right. to put it. Yeah. I like to do that. Uh, I, I like to, um, um, we just uh, put out an episode uh, uh, with the kids and I uh, on my bloody Valentine and uh, both the original and the remake. And mm-hmm. I've always loved the remake. I saw the remake first and I really, really dug it. And then I watched the original later and, that one didn't do anything for me. I was like, okay, it's fine. But each subsequent viewing of it, I've appreciated it a little bit more. And Mm -hmm. so I like it. It's cute. It's quirky. It's got its own rhythm. It's, it's got its own stuff, but I still will always like the, the remake more probably because I saw it first, but yeah, that can make a big difference. Yeah. So all right, so but let's jump into Terror Vision. Yeah, why you love this movie so much? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, um, I'm gonna do my best not to do unlike Psycho Gorman. I'm not gonna, you know, do that. But right to me, first of all, I think the way I saw Terror Vision probably played a big part into why I love it so much. I saw it at a horror film festival, a local one, shockingly, because I live in North Little Rock, Arkansas. 
And we are yeah. not the cinema capital of the world, but we had a <laughs> really, really good horror fest one year um, with a lot of movies, a lot of horror celebrities, and it was awesome. Anyway, they had a screening of Terror Vision. There was a midnight screening of Terror Vision. I had never heard of it, didn't know anything about it, just walked in, sat down, and my mind was blown. It is so gloriously campy. It is the production design is incredible. I everybody is in on the joke in an affectionate way, like in a loving way, and to me that makes all the difference. It is so smart. I will challenge anyone who calls this movie so bad it's good. I challenge you to a duel to the death, and I will win. This is not a bad movie. This is a great movie. There's no. Come see me. Come tell me what's bad about this movie. It's so smart. It makes fun of every aspect of American culture in the 80s. It makes fun of the aerobics moms, the metalheads and, you know, Madonna girls who don't have a personality beyond their taste in music. It makes fun of American jingoism and our obsession with the military. It makes fun of being glued to our television sets and having such a small uh, attention span that to turn off the TV for 200 years is the only way to save the earth. They can't even turn off the TV for 20 minutes. It's so smart and funny and it, it has incredible practical effects. The colors are amazing. The way it's shot is gorgeous. It's a gorgeously shot movie. There's not a single department on this movie that isn't operating at the top of anybody's game. And I am obsessed with this movie. It is funny. It is bleak. It ends with the human race being taken over by a garbage monster. Mm. And it is just brilliant and wacky and funny and glorious and so much fun. I never, ever, ever get tired of this movie. That is why I love television. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can tell that. <laughs> Um, that is I, the I most enjoy. underwhelmed response. Okay, I, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, when, cause you'd been talking about it, uh, quite a bit after, uh, I started following you and I kept seeing it pop up. You were talking about talking about, you know, bring me on your podcast. I'll talk to vision anytime. <laughs> so I was like, all right, that's what I'm going to do. And so, so I bought it watched it and i was like okay this is this is fun it, it's it's I, I definitely don't put it up there as high as you do um i think that everything you said is accurate for the most part <laughs> but like again i just for me it doesn't hit like the high highs you know yeah, it's definitely yeah. not going to be you know a four or five star for me it's a three star maybe three and a half, but it's, I guess for me, because, you know, I, I was actually surprised when you, when you said that you saw it, you know, at a, at a fest rather than having seen it as a kid. Uh, Cause I would have thought, you know, the way that most people come to movies like that uh, and, and have such a passion for them are usually they saw them as a kid. Yeah, I've had so many people tell me, oh yeah, I watched it on Up All Night with Rhonda Shear and I was obsessed with it after that. First of all, I love Rhonda Shear. She is my preferred horror host. You know, I know that's sacrilege, but she's who I grew up with. 
I grew up watching Ronda Sheeran up all night. And yeah. I somehow missed Terror Vision. And I just went like my entire childhood without ever hearing of it. And then I was like 23 and went to this horror festival and saw it on the big screen. So, I mean, I can understand the appeal of. I think 23 is not like in the early 20s is a good time for um, also getting that uh, because that's when I really started connecting. Well, a little bit earlier, but right in that early 20s was right when I started connecting to movies and filmmakers in a bigger way. So I can see where that, you know, cause you're starting to discover your taste. So I can see that being a, a big thing, like the, the oh, a, a perfect moment for that. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I was always, I I've always had a healthier appetite for camp than a lot of people, which I, I right. acknowledge does affect how much I love this movie versus how much some other people like love this movie or don't right. at all, because, you know, not everybody likes camp. Um, I love it. And that's one reason that I love this movie so much, but I am curious about something you Mm -hmm. said, you think what I said was accurate for the most part. So I'm curious what you disagree on. Um, well, I just disagreed on it being like super great. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and again, that comes down to personal taste. Oh yeah, for sure. So for me, like camp is very much a movie specific kind of thing. So sometimes I really mm, dig it. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan. For sure. Uh, it just depends on like with Rocky Horror, Sacrilege. I'm not a big fan of Rocky Horror. I like aspects of Rocky Horror. I like certain scenes or certain bits from Rocky Horror. I don't like Rocky Horror as a whole. It just doesn't. I, I don't connect to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same thing with um, a lot of John Waters work. Uh, he's very camp. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I like aspects of his work but I'm not a, as big a fan. So I, I can see why you would not be a huge fan of terror vision then. Cause I've repeated this a lot, but I think it's a really good line and I'm going to repeat it again. Terror vision is if John Waters directed the thing instead of John Carpenter. <laughs> so if you are not a John Waters <laughs> yeah, I can fan, see that. Yeah. if you're not a John Waters fan, then I can totally understand you not seeing this. And that's not to take anything away from Ted Nicolau the right. writer director of television i'm not saying oh he's just copying he's not copying john waters no, he's, no, being, no, no. he's being ted nicolau um right but i they are i it's similar in taste because as a teenager i was a big john waters fan like i went to the video gotcha. store and got all the john waters movies i could get so i had already you know i had a huge appetite for camp already even before my 20s so i was primed and ready for television when i finally oh, yeah. saw it oh yeah um I thought it interesting too, because I had, before I had seen terror vision, I had seen, um, I, I bought a bunch of stuff uh, from screen factory. They had a big sale and luckily I had money at the time and <laughs> got a, got a big bunch of stuff. Um, and I actually got a phantom of the paradise and uh, the dad in terror vision uh, please uh, beef yes. in mm-hmm. Phantom of the Paradise. And it took me a minute when I first started watching television. I was like, wait, I recognize him from somewhere. <laughs> and it took me forever. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I got it. Now that's camp too. Um, but again, I, I, I like that one. I think I like Phantom of the Paradise a little bit more. And I but... still haven't seen it. I, everybody oh. I know oh. yells at me to go see this movie. And it's well, another one that I'm like, 
I know I'll love it, but I thought I was going to love Psycho Gorman too. So I'm terrified that yeah. I'm not going to love Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah. It's no, kind of a I, Schrodinger's cat situation. I'm no, too scared totally, to open the box. <laughs> oh, I totally get that. Cause there's, there's movies that I think that I would probably love and I haven't watched them because they get too overhyped. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's hard to separate that. And like I said, it was like, it follows or, you know, other movies that I've watched over the last few years where people are just like, Oh my God, these movies are so great. And I'm like, eh, I mean, they're okay, but they're just not my thing. And yeah. so, but like Phantom of the Paradise, I think is, is, is good. Um, it's also got, um, I forget her name and I know you're going to hate me, but uh, the Harper? lead from, yeah, Jessica Harper. Yeah. Thank you. The lead mm-hmm. from Suspiria. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, which I love Suspiria, you know, that, that is, uh, that's probably a, one of the, uh, one of the high watermarks for Jalo. And I know it's Jalo esque people, people complain about whether or not it's Jalo or not. I consider Jalo. So. I, I do not. <laughs> there are elements <laughs> of Jalo, but right. I, it's not a Jalo in my opinion. <laughs> right. It's Jalo G- adjacent. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll I'll, agree I'll, on I'll that ta- one. I'll, I'll consider, I'll, I'll consider it that Jalo adjacent. Okay. Um, but yeah. So I went on a Jalo kick uh, late last year and was watching a bunch of stuff, including Suspiria and some of the other ones that are more Jalo adjacent. I'm, I derailed on that. And once I think I hit deep red, I, uh, I stopped and haven't gone back yet to finish the rest of those, but, uh, did nothing you enjoy from... deep red? I, d- I did. Um, no, I did. Um, but I don't remember anything about it now. So, oh, okay. so the one that really connected for me the most so far out of all of them was the, the first one out of that, you know, bunch that I was watching, which was uh, Mario Bava's uh, Blood and Black Lace. Uh, that one I really enjoyed the the colors, um, the 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 um, production design, everything in that like was really cool. And mm-hmm. so I thought that was really good. And then I just watched a bunch of others that everybody had suggested or were on you know lists of the best ones you should watch. Right. I think, and everything after that point was just kind of eh. It was okay, but you know, it just wasn't as good. Now, again, I you know, and and Deep Red, I enjoyed. After that, Deep Red and Suspiria, and I know again, Suspiria is not shallow, but <laughs> <laughs> it's still Argento. So right, but uh, so I was watching. I watched those and enjoyed those. I'd seen Suspiria before, but yeah, Deep Red was Deep Red was good. I just I at, at the moment I just don't remember much from it. Uh, but I remember, I remember enjoying it. Yeah. I'm more, I'm more so than any of the other ones I'd watched. Yeah. I'm more than a little obsessed with you naming like classics. Like people will swear up and down. These are stone cold classics. The best movies ever made. And you're like, eh, it was all right. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. I, we're going to get down to it real quick. <laughs> I pull up my uh, letterbox diary while we're talking. And I can tell you which ones I thought were okay, but not the greatest. Let's see. And I'm not saying that your opinion is invalid. I'm just, I admire people who don't have a problem saying that because there are some movies I'm afraid to give my opinion on. Like if I had to write about it, I would be honest. But most of the time I just keep my mouth shut because I don't want people yelling at me because I don't do well with that. Well, Um, here's the great thing. (laughs) Here's the great thing for me. I don't have a lot of followers. (laughs) So (laughs) nobody gives a shit what I say. So 
Uh, and the few people who might just don't care anyway so i'm like yeah right well i can get away with whatever i want to say about movies because totally fair oh (laughs) the liberation yes so um so yeah so blood and black lace uh i started with that i gave it three and a half uh and then the next uh three i gave three stars which were the bird with the crystal plumage a lizard and woman's skin and uh a bay of blood which i thought those were all okay I, I wasn't wowed by them. So nothing had stood out yet for me. Okay. So uh, are the, are those all the Jalo films that you have seen? Cause I'm, cause that's another one that genre or subgenre is not for everybody because it's. No, that wasn't all of them. Um, okay. I also watched don't torture duckling. Let's see. Then what have you done to Solange? Uh, your vice is a locked room and deep red. Okay. And that's where I stopped. And deep red was again, three and a half stars and just everything else was three stars uh, except for don't torture a duckling, which I gave two and a half. <laughs> so, cause I just wow. did not like that one. Okay. I really want you to watch torso. Uh, I don't think that one's on my list. Let me see. A 1973 film. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Sergio Martino. Yeah. All right. That one did not pop up on any of mine, but I will oh, add that one to my list. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> upset that that didn't show up on any of the lists you looked up. It but may no. have, but it wasn't one of the ones that was like, you know, cause I was trying to keep it like down to like the ultra best ofs that people right. said were. Yeah. And so, and, and again, these lists, just like we're talking about, you know, these two movies that everything is so subjective. And yes. so like, and so, and a lot of times I think there is again, just like we were saying about people who give something five stars because it's considered a classic or whatever. I think mm-hmm. sometimes these movies, they're not wrong to put them on these lists, but I also, again, subjectiveness to that. They they consider that these are the classics. These are the ones you need to watch, whatever. And there may be hidden classics that, or not necessarily hidden, but other stuff that people are dismissing that, you know, might be good, might be better for even my tastes or whatever. So yes, yeah, I totally get that. So yeah, and so for me, like so far from what I've seen. I like the stuff that's brightly colored, maybe a little more ostentatious uh, in, in design uh, of, of that. And so, so many of the other ones were more muted and not as interesting. Cause I think what's happened is that I've seen Jalo inspired things mm-hmm. set, like before that. And that's how I, think of it and plus when people talk about giallo they talk about bright colors and all this other stuff and then so many of the ones i saw didn't have the bright colors didn't have the interesting sets or whatever and so they were just not as visually interesting and the stories were just kind of Mm -hmm. mad to me um Mm -hmm. but you know i again this goes back to malignant and everybody was talking about how malignant was giallo inspired and i was like i guess a little bit but i feel like uh last night in soho was much more Jalo inspired and nobody talks about that. 
So see, that's all I've heard about last night in Soho is how Jalo inspired it was. I mean, I've heard that about Malignant as well, and I agree that it is inspired by them. Um, right. But uh, that's all I heard about last night in Soho, especially with like the red and blue lighting. I've I've not seen last night in Soho, so I can't you know speak to anything beyond the trailer right. and people's reactions to it. Yeah. But that that's all I've heard about it beyond. Um, uh, a couple of criticisms that I've read, which again, I've not seen the film, but they're from critics that I trust. So, right. I enjoyed the movie that, that, uh, last night in Soho is one of my, one of my top movies from last year. Um, I still need to see it. It's, it's, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, is I don't, I, I rarely just think, oh, I don't need to see that movie if I hear a criticism of it, unless it's something like so egregious that I'm like, I don't need to deal with that. Um, right. So it's, it's still it's still on my watch list. I just, you yeah. know, so many movies, so little time, etc. I hear you 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, uh, you know, for me, um, like I have so many movies, I get bogged down in it too, because I have so many movies on my watch list. I have so many, like on all the watch lists, because I have so many damn streaming services and oh then God, no kidding all the blu-rays that i have that i still haven't watched and so i get into this like executive dysfunction of what do i want to watch exactly and, exactly and then i end up just watching youtube <laughs> <laughs> right i just end up watching television or april fool's day again yeah ah april fool's day good good uh, uh good uh comment because uh we're actually going to be uh, do an April Fool's Day on a uh, on a future podcast. Ooh, yes. Do you, are you are you a fan of the movie, or have you seen it? Or I, I liked it. Yeah, um, yeah, I own it. It's one of the, <laughs> one of the ones I own. Uh, that was a blind buy. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, I've uh, there's a I have a I have quite a few blind buys, uh, which is probably why I haven't watched a bunch of them because <laughs> I'm like <laughs> hey, I don't know these are going to be any good. People say they're good, but I don't know. And so <laughs> yeah. April Fool's Day was one of those ones that people were like, oh my God, this is really good. And so I was like, okay, I'll check it out. I'll buy it. It was <laughs> I need to look whatever. at your letterbox because I all the movies that we've mentioned, you're like, yeah, it was all right. Susan Kane is all right. You know, like <laughs> I am obsessed with what you actually like really love. <laughs> yeah, I I I I love I think the, the I'm more of a mainstream person, I think. My my tastes run more mainstream. I don't run very fringe. So if there's something that's typically, you know, out, outside of the norm, it's rare that I'm a big fan of it. I don't know why that is. It's, it just is. Um, <laughs> even the I, stuff that I like that I would consider, I would consider more independent is, is, is hugely mainstream, like Tarantino. He's very <laughs> mainstream. Yeah. But, but, but I feel like he's still a very independent filmmaker. He's just very popular. Because uh, he still right, gets to yeah. basically make what he wants to make. Yeah. So, true. but, uh, and like Kevin Smith, I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. Mm. And while he doesn't make as many movies as he used to, you know, I enjoyed what he made, uh, as bizarre so, as those movies can be. So, can I ask you what you thought of Tusk then? I, that's one of the few I have not seen of his. Mm, so okay. <laughs> I, 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 need, I need to watch it. I have it. I, I own every movie he, he's made. Uh, uh, was it a couple of years ago? I uh, I had a I had a pretty big Funko collect Funko Pop collection, nice. and uh, and I uh, got tired of them, so I sold them all, and I had some good pieces. And so once I sold them, uh, I turned that around and started buying up a bunch of Blu-rays. So I've, <laughs> I, I I increased my collection quite a bit on that, 
which was nice. nice. But uh, I also was, I was like, okay, well, I didn't have any of Kevin Smith's Blu-rays. I had had them on DVD before. And so I was like, I'm going to grab all the Blu-rays. Well, a bunch of them went out of print, like right before I started buying them. Oh, no. And so, yeah, I paid like, so Dogma had been out of print for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, and that one was not going to come back in print uh, that anybody knew for a long while, because that one was unfortunately owned directly by the Weinsteins. Yes. And so, so that one was like, okay, that one may never come back out again. So I ended up paying $80 on eBay for that. Ooh. Honestly, that's but not as bad as I expected you to say. No, no, no. I, 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 I got a good deal on that. I ended up paying like $40 each for a couple of his other movies. I don't remember which ones they were, but mm -hmm. they were a little high price, especially considering that I could have gotten them. If I had gotten them maybe a month earlier, I would have gotten them at you know, a lower retail price. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but they went out of print and everybody started scalping them. And I was like, God damn it. So, but I eventually got them all. And uh, yeah, I have not seen Tusk and I have not seen uh, Yoga Hosers. Like I have not seen two. Yoga Hosers. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I don't want to tell you what I thought about Tusk because I don't want to potentially <laughs> sway you. Um, but I'll be interested to see what you think when you do watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I need to watch it. I need to sit down and actually watch it uh, yeah, because perfect. it's, it's a, from what I've seen of it and what I've heard about it, it is a bizarre ass movie. And I think that's partially why I haven't watched it yet. Cause it's so far removed from the Kevin Smith stuff that I actually enjoy that like, uh, I don't know, but I do want to watch it. Yeah. I I'll just, I'll just say I'm very curious to see what you think. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's a, um, what's the other stuff? What were we talking about before we, Oh, mainstream tastes. Um, but April fool's day. Yes. I enjoyed April fool's day. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, we will, uh, I, uh, when I originally envisioned the podcast, uh, it was just myself and my daughter and cause she was interested in watching some horror movies here and there. And so we were going to do it and I was going to introduce her to stuff. And so I, uh, gave her, uh, we watched April fool's day and, uh, sleepaway camp. Um, Ooh, nice. and so we're doing an episode on both of those. Uh, and that's a, it's a shock endings. So for all the audience who already knows the endings, <laughs> you'll understand why it's going to be our shock endings yes. episode. <laughs> so, so yeah, but now my son will be a part of that, uh, as he is with all of the, uh, episodes with all of us. So that's exciting. I, yes. I love both of those movies, especially April fool's day. So yeah, I like April Fool's Day more than I like Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp was one of those ones that people hyped up a lot. And the first time I watched it, I was like, this sucks. This movie is trash. <laughs> and so I was like, why did I watch this piece of junk? And then later on, I was like, okay, it's not that bad. And then I ended up buying it. And I See, watched and it I, again. I didn't I know. I didn't know it had a twist ending. I didn't know that oh. it was infamous. <laughs> I just my boyfriend and I at the time, neither one of us had seen it. Neither one of us knew anything about it. We rented it and watched it and just screamed at each other at the end. What the fuck? 
just happened for like five minutes straight. <laughs> like we were just like screaming, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck over and over. And I'm sorry if you don't want me to curse. Like no, that no, you're good. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> because I just was like, fuck, 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 fuck. Right in a row. Um, but yeah, I, that was the ideal way to watch that was knowing nothing yeah, about it. I knew and just about the ending it. beforehand. Yeah, <sighs> See, I didn't. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, I was so shocked. I did not know the ending to April Fool's Day. So that was a good, that was a good one. Oh, nice. So, that was, that was yeah. a slumber party movie for me. I watched it as a kid. Oh, okay. And yeah. yeah. Oh man. That was one of those ones I missed. Yeah. Uh, I missed a lot uh, of, and that, and that's been over the last few years for me, uh, getting a, a, a deep dive education and a lot of stuff. And I'm still, still way behind on stuff. I'm, I'm, like uh was the texas chainsaw massacre uh series i only like i'd seen the first one uh and had and i hadn't seen any of the other ones and i just watched the the new one the new netflix one what what do you think of the original i do not like it i don't like it at all why not because it's and that's not me saying you're wrong why not i'm just no 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 yeah no, because I think that's that's the thing. Like, and again, this is one of those things where like so many people like it that it's one of those things where I'm like, I feel odd for not liking it, but mm. it does nothing for me. I feel like the all of the all of her friends get killed off really quickly. And then she spends the last half of the movie running around screaming incessantly. And I don't really get a, a good feel out of the movie as a whole. I don't understand. Like, I understand why people like certain aspects of it, but I don't understand why people love it as a whole. And because to me, it's just, it, it it's very bare bones to me. There's not much story there. Um, and, I, and I want more from that. And that's where, when I, because I am planning on watching the rest of them, that I'm hoping that I will get uh, get more out of it. Like, I, I, I'm laughing like that because if you want more story, boy, howdy, are you going to get more story out of the rest yeah, of the yeah. installments? Yeah. <laughs> but that's what, and that's where I feel like, so it's the same thing with Hellraiser. I'm not a big fan of Hellraiser. Um, people love the first Hellraiser and I, I can kind of understand why, but people who like Hellraiser really like Pinhead and the Cenobites and stuff. And they're barely in the movie. They're barely in the first movie. I know they get fleshed out more in the later movies. And I think that's where sometimes I'm not dismissing it as them liking the first one because they saw the later ones. But sometimes I feel like once you have more of that story, that first one means more to you. Yeah, I but I think... Like, I'm not a huge Hellraiser fan either, but I do want to say, you know, in Bride of Frankenstein, the bride is not in the movie for very long, but right. Elsa Lanchester is incredible and the creature design is incredible. I think that might be what people are responding to. Like, if you, if right. the only Hellraiser movie that had ever come out was the first one, I think people would still be obsessed with just the look of that character and the performance behind it. So, Right. I, I think no, that's kind of a Bride of Frankenstein that. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not dismissing that at all. I, I, you know, people, people can love these movies for whatever reason they love it. I'm just not getting as much out of it as what others do. I yeah. also don't like, 
I have a hard time with going back to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I have a hard time with what I consider like hillbilly horror. Um, <laughs> that that kind of that out in the out in the rural areas are like crazy people that are going to get you, you know, and <laughs> I don't know why I just don't like it. It just does not do anything for me. It's like, I watched the original last house and uh, not last house, uh, original, um, the Hills have eyes and did not mm. like it. Yeah. Um, and just because of the same reason it's like, I don't it just did not do anything for me. It was not, it was not an interesting movie. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I mean, that's to me, that's one of the reasons I love horror so much is that we have such weird rabbit holes where yeah. there's there's something for everybody. If you're not a fan of that, if you're not a fan, I'm not saying you don't like Jalo, but if you don't like Jalo, if you don't like right. specific things, if you don't like possession stories, if you don't like haunted house stories, whatever, there's something for you. There's always exactly. going to be some weird little thing you can obsess over. And there are more movies that you can possibly see in your lifetime devoted to that weird little thing that you love. Like that's one of the things that is the best thing about horror to me. Yes. Yes. I 100% agree. And I think that's a, you know, that's, that goes into exactly you know what we're talking about now the, you know, between psycho Gorman and terror vision, you mm-hmm. love terror vision. I love psycho Gorman. They're very similar in bare bones in bare bones means, um, but that's that's the interesting thing about it is that you and I can like something that's very similar to each other on different levels of those and not agree fully, but you know, but appreciate that um, that what we enjoy in that isn't doesn't take away from our own enjoyment, like or the other yeah. person's enjoyment. Exactly. And I think that's what and I think that's where people have to come. <laughs> That's what you see a little too much online too, is like people who, you know, somebody who definitely hates on something like, you know, like I said, I, I'm not a big fan of Malignant. I'm not a big fan of you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That doesn't mean that I think they're trash movies. I, they just don't connect with me. And mm-hmm. I see far too many people online, you know, diss those people who don't like those things or who like something that they don't like. And it's just like, stop. Yeah. Let the- people like what they like. I I think there is a place for criticizing movies. I obviously right. I'm a critic, so I kind of think there's a use for it. But I the discourse over Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the new one, was so exhausting, <sighs> so exhausting. And so exhausting. I, I hope it's dead. I don't think it's quite dead yet, but hopefully it'll go away soon. But it's the same uh, people who were di- like that had the discourse on Halloween Kills. It's you know it's you know, people who don't like certain things just ripped it to shreds for you know a lot of no reasons to me but see and i don't like it you don't like it yeah i'm 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 firmly in the camp that did not like the new texas chainsaw massacre um for several reasons but my issue was people who didn't like it who were telling other people that they were idiots for liking it or people who did like it saying well you're not a real horror fan or you just hate fun (laughs) That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> Get out of here with that. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's just yeah, I I know that um the the let people like things meme has kind of turned over and become toxic in and of itself. Oh yeah. Like yeah. it has become like the death of like ever criticizing anything for any reason. Um but you know, just 
don't be a dick. <laughs> don't yeah. be don't be a jerk about like if somebody else likes a movie or somebody else dislikes a movie. That's I'm always interested in hearing like you know you texted me when you watched Psycho Gorman you said I do not like this movie. And so I was like <laughs> I was like but I want to hear why. You know, so yeah, you know, and that's for me. Like, I like hearing, I like re- hearing or reading, like actual criticism of why something didn't connect with you. Um, I I don't like people who who criticize something and then make it seem like nobody else can enjoy it because they didn't. That's not to me. That's not honest criticism. If you're yeah. coming at it from the point that you don't like it, but you know others might then fine. And these are your reasons for not liking it. Sure. I I 100%, I will back you every day, but don't sit there and say it's a trash movie. And I've seen way too many articles like that, especially about any movie, but like I saw them with about um, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and even mainstream films, people talking about how, you know, Spider-Man is trash. And I'm like, Spider-Man was a great movie. (laughs) You might not like it, but it was a good movie. So, yeah, like I, yeah, I'm, I've, I've said this to somebody recently, but I'm never going to try to talk you out of watching a movie. Like if you have fun with a movie, if you enjoy it, I'm glad for you. I'm happy for the people who loved Texas Chainsaw and had a lot of fun with it. Like, you know, they went in wanting a fun, gory horror movie and that's what they got. Good for them. Sincerely. I'm happy for them. I didn't like it, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I think. I'll be honest. I liked it better than the original. So, but again, (laughs) that's because what I was getting out of it was different than what you got out of it, you know? And so I, I took it from a different perspective and maybe again, that's my mainstreamness showing. Um, But I, 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 now to be fair, I didn't love it. I thought it was okay. So, (laughs) you know, it's again, Texas Chainsaw Massacre series might not be, but might not be my thing. So yeah, yeah. I mean, especially if you're not a fan of that, like as you said, hillbilly horror. I forget. Like I think there's like an accepted name for that, but I can't think of it right now. Yeah, but I think I that's think pretty that close I mean. to it. But like you know, yeah. going out into you know the rural areas and getting eaten alive or whatever. Like if that's not for you, then yeah, Texas Chainsaw probably won't be for you. Um, yeah. But I am curious to think, see what you think about it because I just did a franchise watch because i had only seen the original yeah, and the 2003 remake those were the only two oh, i'd wow. seen and then i just watched the whole thing um and i uh liked some of them and disliked some of them <laughs> so <laughs> um yeah. my my favorite sequel of them all is the next generation i'll say that and see and i know somebody else who they just did the same thing they watched uh them all again recently and they loathed next generation. And so I, and again, that's what I love about it is because I know people who like it, know people who hate it and you, neither one of you is wrong. Yeah, exactly. It's all about, you know, all subjective taste. We all have our our own flavors that we like and that's it. Exactly. I'm not a huge Halloween fan. I like it. Okay. But overall, I mean, wow. (laughs) I'm throwing I'm throwing all kinds of shade at everything. You now. are. You're like the shining sucks. Halloween sucks. Texas Chainsaw sucks. Did I love not it. Say any of those I know, sucks. I know. I'm just putting words in your mouth at this point, but it's just so funny to me that you're like, 
but you're not wrong. I, I, I admire you in that you're like, I'm not going to grade on a curve just because this has such a good reputation. I'm going to take exactly. this movie for what it is on my own terms and decide what I think about it. Not based on, you know, 40 years of, you know, reverence for it. So I think right. that's a good way to approach movies. Yeah. And that, and that's how I always am is just that, you know, I watch movies uh, based on whether or not it's interesting to me. I will watch stuff like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, even if it is not overall super interesting to me, but because at least with, in terms of horror, like I'm trying to watch as much of the, you know, quote unquote classics and everything else that I can, because I'm interested at least on the surface level of seeing what it's about, seeing why everybody's like, so, so excited for it that everybody loves Mm -hmm. that movie for whatever reason they love it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch that. I'm going to see if it's any good for me. If it's not fine, but you know, at least I'll have seen it and I'll have made my own opinion on it. Whether what rather than, you know, listening to other people talk about it and saying, oh, well, yeah, that's got to be one of the best horror movies ever. Okay. Exactly. Like you don't want to, so. ha- sometimes I feel that guilt where I'm like, well, everybody loves this movie, so I'm supposed to love it, but I just don't. So yeah, yeah I, I get that. Yeah. I don't feel that guilt. because <laughs> I, I do, but you, I, I'm, uh, well, we won't get into that. This is not psychology hour. <laughs> <laughs> I just, no, because I, I I understand what you're saying. I I I I feel the same way. I I would love to like have more followers. I would love to have more people uh, talking to them, like to be able to talk to people about movies and stuff. I I don't maze. I just don't post enough. I don't post enough interesting stuff. Um, I'm just not connecting with people. I I think I'm better in person. I'm better in voice. Um. It, more of my personality comes across, I think, and gotcha. yeah. rather than in text, I, I I guess I overthink things when I'm tweeting or posting anything, and so I don't. I mean, I'm not being my 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 true self on there, and so it doesn't come across as well. Yeah, but I, I, there are very few people who are really really good at Twitter, and I am not one of those people. So you're better at it than I am. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I, uh, I, I, I think that, you know, there, there is that, um, that aspect of it. I can see from your point of view that, you know, because you do have a bigger audience, you do have something of a following um, that reads your work and listens to you on podcasts and you're more of a, I wouldn't say authority, but you're more authoritative than I am on the subject. Uh, and uh, so I, I can see, I can see where you come from on that, where you might be a little less likely to be like, not that you're not putting out honest stuff, but more of like, you feel like you need to like this stuff more than you are. I, I don't think it's that I don't, I, if I had, you know, three followers on Twitter, I would still feel the same way. Just it's, Ah. it's more has to do with my personality. I, I I don't like arguing or disagreeing with people and I'm very insecure. So I doubt my own opinions. If I'm like, Oh, I loved this movie and everybody hated it. I'm like, well, I must be stupid. (laughs) It's not, (laughs) I, I'm not, it doesn't sway me. Like I'm not going to write a great review of a movie I hated if everybody else loves it. Um, Right. 
I'm just going to write my negative review and hope people don't yell at me for it. But yeah, yeah. that's, that's the secret kids. I'm always insecure, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that's what it is. It's not the follower account. I really don't, I yeah. would be just as, uh, filled with self-doubt and self-loathing with three followers as with 3000 followers. Oh. I'll say that <laughs> not to bring the but, room down or anything. No, but. well, I don't think you should. I think that, you know, from what I've read and, and admittedly, I haven't read a lot of your work, but I've read a few and I've enjoyed what I've read and well, know, thank I've you. enjoyed talking to you and you uh, hearing on Twitter that I think that you you're 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 much better than you think you are and thank you (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know embrace that if you can uh well i appreciate that this has become such an affirming episode right right (laughs) i mean and that's and but again this is where i think that you know for me i like to be i like to put positive energy out there um and, and even if it's something i don't like like again you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Citizen Kane, whatever. I might not like those movies. They're just not for me. Mm-hmm. You know, if you like those movies, you enjoy those movies, you love those movies, more power to you. Those movies are great for you guys. You know, that there's nothing wrong with that. I like movies that you might not like. And there's nothing wrong with that. That I'm a huge, I'm a huge Marvel movie fan. I love the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. People trash that all day long. <laughs> Yeah. I don't care. It's not going to change that for me. I'm a huge, I'm, I've been a comic book nerd my whole life. That's my, that's one of my big passions has been uh, being a comic book fan. And so mm-hmm. seeing that interconnected uh, stories that they're doing on the movies and in the TV shows now is what is what it's like reading those comic books and what it's been like all my life reading those comic books and to see it on the screen in that format is fantastic for me and yeah can't take that away from me i don't care if they don't yeah yeah hey i've got two different versions of carol danvers tattooed on my arm trust me i understand (laughs) like i don't think the captain marvel movie was the best movie but i still cried a few times just seeing my favorite superhero up on the screen so oh yeah i mean and uh, and hopefully the new movie will be like uh even better you know i i like the first movie I think there were a couple of missteps. I think that it suffered from being right there at the tail end of everything. They, they had a lot of work to set her up mm-hmm. and I think they maybe overreached a little bit. And so, yeah. um, but I mean, all in all, I think it was a good movie. I think everybody hates on um, Brie Larson. I think she did a great job. You know, so. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, <sighs> the 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 comic book fandoms uh misogyny and other oh yeah that's a, a topic for another day yeah that's but, a topic for another i did yeah, you know I, what and talking about that you I, I may need to get you on for a comic book centric uh episode since i know you're a big comic book fan too mm-hmm. so uh yeah we'll, we'll definitely have to discuss this on a on another episode yes we could talk about birds of prey the best comic book movie ever released <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah let's not talk about that one. no i think it's okay i i just it's not it's not a big i'm not a big dc fan 
So oh okay, that makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I I love both, but I'm more of a DC girl than a Marvel girl. Even oh, though I, I don't have you. I don't have any DC characters tattooed on me. I've got Marvel characters, See? but I'm more of a DC girl at heart. Uh, I think you. Uh, I think you're not. I, I think you're not really. If you <laughs> now, I I talk to my tattoo artist no, about know. so many. Like I'm like I want Wonder Woman and I want Black Canary and anyway. Right. <laughs> Welcome no, to tattoo I, I, talk. <laughs> and I like and I like Birds of Prey. I thought it, I thought it was a good movie. Um, I I I I personally loved the new Suicide Squad movie. Oh yeah, for sure. I love that. Um, I love Peacemaker. Did you watch Peacemaker? I have not. I am so behind on the comic book oh, TV shows. Man. I just I got so overwhelmed by content that I've yes. just been yes. like unable to catch up. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Besides YouTube and besides watching the movies for the. Uh, podcast is I've, I've been like kind of catching up on tv shows so you know i watch peacemaker i watched hawkeye i did watch hawkeye i love that it was it was great i don't like what they did to hawkeye um overall in the marvel cinematic universe that is a major that has been a major thorn in my side from the beginning that is not clinton barton uh but the hawkeye yeah. tv show got a lot closer than they had before so yeah i can see that because <laughs> anybody who knows comic book hawkeye knows that was not hawkeye <laughs> um but yeah <laughs> again we're going down the comic book thing um but yeah, yeah so i watched a bunch of that stuff and i just watched uh, euphoria i just uh, got caught up on that oh. finished the second season of that uh god that that is a very difficult show for me to watch. I tried to start binging it and I was like, this yeah. is not a show I can binge. So I, oh, yeah. I stalled out somewhere through the first season. I'll get back to it eventually, but it, it takes a lot out of me to watch an episode yeah. of that one. So I, I like the first season. I will. I didn't really like the second season as much. It deviated a lot. And uh, yeah. Yeah. From, I just want to catch up so I intro. can. I want to be able to know what Euphoria Twitter is talking about because everybody's talking about the play, and I'm like, what? Who, yeah. What play? Yeah. So, well, you've got two years because apparently this the third season will be out <laughs> until 2024. So. I I guarantee you, I will not be caught up by then. <laughs> uh, that's not good. Come on, you got plenty of time. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, I think uh, you know, beating all this to death again. Um, <laughs> But, uh, I love I, we didn't talk much about Psycho Gorman or Terrorvision, but that's okay because I think it's been a fun conversation anyway. No, and I think I think you know, and again, I think that's sometimes that's what I enjoy the most about uh, about these conversations is uh, getting on the tangents and talking about other things and and you know related to that. Uh, I, I yeah, we kind of really got off of Terrorvision really quick. Yeah, we did we really did like we i'm now not... going back on it i'm like oh my god we didn't really talk about it that much no we've um, done television dirty <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to that real quick if you got time okay All right. um so i uh i did like i i like i said i did enjoy it i thought it was cute um i uh i i like the um i liked recognizing uh the actors uh that uh played od and uh the daughter and um uh, and of course the dad and so a lot of the, a lot of that was fun for me. Um, it's, it's very, like you said, it's very camp. It's very silly. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's, to me, it's more over the top uh, than, and it, it doesn't take it away from it 
at all the the camp the the over the topness of it uh i i quite enjoyed that but i can see i can kind of see why this was one of those movies that like came and went in the 80s and and has since become a cult favorite more than anything yeah i i can this is it's hard for me to say because this is a movie that i love dearly but i can understand why it's not for everyone um part of the reason it came and went so fast in the 80s is it came out right around the time that the challenger exploded Mm. so i i don't think there would have been a huge audience for it regardless but right an alien coming from space and destroying the world was probably not something that the american public wanted to see much of at that specific time in history right um so i you know in the film's defense (laughs) um plus there were some like um there were some other uh distribution issues going on so i don't think it got quite the fair shake it should have gotten um again this wasn't ever going to be the biggest movie in the country just because it's suited to a very specific taste um but i i am glad that it has reached so many of those people who do appreciate it and that's that's why i talk about this movie so much i'm i'm sure there are people who have unfollowed me because i talk about terror vision (laughs) too much um but i don't care i'm so sorry people you know thanks for following me i wish you well on your travels but i'm going to keep talking about terror vision because i want people who are going to appreciate this movie to find it i want to find people like me people who have never heard of it and see it and get their get blown back out of their seats and think I have found my new God and it is named terror vision. I want to find those people and say, Hey, go watch this movie. It's great. You're going to love it. Trust me. You know? And if, if people, if there are people like you who are like, "Eh, that's okay. That's cool. I'm glad you watched it with an open mind, but I want to find the people who are going to love it just as much as I do and spread, spread the good word of terror vision because it never got a fair chance at finding an audience. I don't think. And they, I know there's an audience out there because I know there are other people like me out there. And I yeah. thought, I've talked to television fans online who are like, yes, this is the best movie ever. Please keep talking about it. You know, <laughs> and they talk about it all the time, too. That's so, interesting. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I, and again, I think that's what's great about like um, the Internet and everything in general is that you can find you can find find your niche. You can find that the, those people that enjoy that same goofy thing that you love mm-hmm. that you think nobody else does. And that's what I enjoy most about the internet. Like, you know, take away all the, the, the bad stuff, you know, and there is lots of bad stuff, but <laughs> you know, it, it, I feel like what we get out of the internet is more positive than negative. Uh, and that just really depends on, everybody curating their feeds uh, to keep it positive for yourself. Not that you turn a blind eye towards anything bad that's happening, but you can, you can, there's ways that you can keep out a lot of that other stuff. And, and by doing that, I think you get more positivity or at the very least you can filter out when you're scrolling through it, you can kind of just gloss over that kind of stuff. And, Besides that, finding that good stuff, the the people who are good, the the topics that are good, you know, connecting with people, um, I think that outweighs you know the bad overall, in in my opinion. You know, 
I'm I might be overly optimistic, but that's how I feel about it. I I admire that and I envy you that because <laughs> <laughs> I am not by nature an optimistic person, but I do agree that there are a lot of good things that come from the internet and finding connection right. with people is definitely one of them. Because I mean, not to be a you know in these unprecedented times person, but especially during a pandemic when a lot of people are still at home, yeah. you know this is my this is my only source of connection to the outside world right now exactly and you know being able to find people to talk about silly movies with me you know is a joy so yeah i'm with you on that yeah yeah that's and that's where i come at it you know i'm a look i'm a cynical optimist uh i (laughs) i i I like to I, i like to think that you know everything is better than it is but i well I hope that things are better than it is, but yeah. I'm also realistic enough to know that there's still a lot of bad and that, you know, I'm not going to be able to escape at all. And so, you know, I do, I, I do the best that I can. And I try to connect with those people like you who are interesting and um, will broaden my own, I guess, horizons is, is, is yeah, as close exactly. as it is, yeah. but you know, and that's and that for me, especially, you know, for me getting into horror, um, you know, when I got into it, I was also um, heavy into like Funko collecting and stuff at the time, and and some of that because I had a job that was associated with it, and so because of that, um, so once I cut out a lot of that 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 toy collecting stuff, which toy collecting to me was a very not for not myself uh but the 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 people around it the people in the toy collecting world uh can be very toxic not that horror can't be very toxic either <laughs> we've, seen, we've seen plenty of people who are super toxic in the horror community yeah. but uh but again i i feel like i've been more accepted in the horror community even more so than in the in in that toy collecting world yeah and, so that for me, that's that's been a, a fun thing is connecting with people, getting recommendations for movies, and then eventually making this podcast and getting to talk to other people about stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think there's like one big horror community. There are just little pockets, and if you find exactly. the right pocket, then yeah. then you're golden. You know. Yeah, and I, and I feel like so for me, and I know you know people that I am part of, you know, some small horror communities here and there. But for me, I still feel like I'm the outsider to all that. Like there's people who are very much connected there. They talk to each other every day. They, 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 they're, they're really good friends with each other. And then I'm just that guy who's sort of there, you know, and for me, I've always been that outside. And this has been like lifelong. This isn't even anything new, Um, but I've always felt like, the outsider, the misfit, the person who wasn't quite nerdy enough. Um, so I've always been a geek about comic books and movies and everything else like that, but I've never been like the uber nerd about that stuff. And so, yeah, I, I feel this, over into that. No. Yeah. I feel the exact same way. Like, I feel like I'm kind of on the periphery, just kind of watching everybody have fun. And I'm just like, I'm going to, be over here <laughs> yeah, and this, yeah, is, exactly. this is not me like criticizing anybody that's just i i get that feeling no. completely yeah and no and like 100 most of it is my own fault um i am i don't engage a lot of times 
um, just because I, I think it's just part of it was growing up. I was a military kid and uh, I moved around a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Every three or four years we had to move. And so making connections with people was easy to do. I can make connections with people. Um, sustaining them is not as easy. Mm, yeah. And, uh, and, and, and eventually it just goes away. Um, uh, most of my friendships and connections end up fizzling away after, you know, a little while, some of them stick around, you know, it just depends. Um, but I'm very much at fault for most of that. So, and I'm aware of that. So it's not, uh, it's, a. Uh, it's not any, I'm not blaming anybody but myself. So. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've kind of gotten into like therapy talk. Deep, deep, like, yeah. Deep, deep yeah. therapy talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think the audience wants to hear me go deeper into this. <laughs> uh, see, the, but the, I, but you know, and that's what I think is interesting that for me, again, this is what I think is fun about the podcast about doing it is because you know you go on these tangents and talk about heavy stuff i do it with the kids too um we we go on tangents about i mean related to the topics and stuff but we go off on tangents about the mental health and you know other stuff and so it's 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 fun to do for me uh uh, might not be as fun for the audience maybe that's why i don't have as many listeners (laughs) (laughs) no it just takes time yeah like, no what? i know i'm not like i i don't even i don't even know if i want to be popular <laughs> honestly no right I, like i don't I've need heard... that scrutiny exactly exactly like i don't want the pressure and oh, yeah. I've, i always hear people like i am not even anywhere close to this this is never going to happen but i've always heard people say that on twitter the tipping point is having ten thousand followers like the site <laughs> is is usable and fun up until that point and then after that it's just hell on earth that's what I've uh, yeah. always heard is that that is the magic number. And like I said, I'll never be there and I never want to oh, be there. I'm nowhere near close to that. <laughs> I don't even have 200 followers yet. And I've been on this stupid app since 2007. <laughs> so it's like early now, on. Yeah, yeah. Like every now and then I'll be like, hey, I'm like three followers away from a round number. But that's because I like round numbers. It's not no, because no, I'm I like, totally I, want, I want a million followers. Like, no. <laughs> I'd like to crack 200. You know, that's that's my thing. I'm at 191 <laughs> right now. I'd like to crack 200. That would that would be fun for me just to be like, yeah. hey, finally, yay. Exactly. But, <laughs> but we'll see, you know. I, I You know, I... <laughs> Like I said, I, I don't really want to be popular because I don't want this to become a have to do type of thing. I don't want to have people's mm-hmm. expectations of this because yeah, this is for me. Uh, this has been creatively. I, I've wanted to be a creative person for so long and I've never had an outlet for it. Um, I'm not good at art. Uh, I, I can't focus long enough to write. Uh, so doing this has been you know, a good creative outlet for me. And I don't want it to become a job. I don't want it to become a burden. That's why I probably mm-hmm. won't do ads ever. Um, yeah. Because I just, I don't want it to become something where I'm beholden to other people other than myself. And I uh, totally get that. Yeah. You know, and that's why like, even with the kids, you know, the, my kids, they have, you know, they, my daughter works and goes to school and my son works and has a, you know, nine month old baby 
And so they can't really join me all the time. They're busy. And so I'm like, okay, well, when you guys can, let's do this. And I tried to do it more than once a month, but looks like we're just doing it once a month now. That's as much as I can eke out of them. That's why I'm like, okay, everybody else needs to come on and do guest spots, please. (laughs) (laughs) So, but yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I have had a lot of fun talking to you, even if it, even if we veered off of Right. vision and psycho gorman quite a lot <laughs> no you know me i'm all about tangents too like i love you know i i think we both have adhd and oh, we yeah. kind of just go chase thoughts wherever they take us and i'm down with it exactly. so yeah i've had a lot of fun and i'm sorry if i came on a little too like aggro <laughs> but i've been like in such a like mood about people kind of you know, disrespecting Terravision or like talking about it. Like oh, it's no. this really terrible movie. So I was like, I'm no. going to come on and <laughs> defend its no. honor. <laughs> no, not at all. Like, I mean, you know, if people really think that, I mean, that's on them. That's, I mean, again, that's like I said, I might not like a movie. I don't think most movies are, are bad necessarily. I think that, you know, some can be poorly written. Uh, some can be poorly filmed. Uh, some may just not have enough money, but that doesn't mean that the people behind it were intentionally trying to make a bad movie. Uh, well, and so I, mean, I have to give it a little bit of respect for it most of the time. Um, even if I don't like it, that doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It just means it's not for me. And yeah. I think that's where everybody else has to start coming from because claiming such and such as a bad movie is a bad take. And it makes you look like a bad person for doing wow. that. Wow. You think if if somebody says X is a bad movie, you think that's a bad take? If they're saying that it's a bad movie all around, that and that if they think that people who enjoy it are bad people. You know what well, I mean? Like those are two different things though. Like I there are bad movies that I enjoy, but I think that there do exist bad movies in the world. Oh like, no, no, I think- no, no. I'm not saying that there aren't okay, so. That's not what I meant. I, I There are bad movies, but I don't think that there are. But they're so egregious that people can't enjoy them or, you know, because there's lots of again, there's lots of movies that people enjoy that I don't think are that great. But that doesn't mean they're a bad movie for for those people. You know what I mean? Like, I, I maybe I'm not explaining it right. I'm sorry. I'm but. not understanding you. <laughs> Maybe I'm just like, I'm going in circles, I guess. Um, (laughs) But I'm just saying like, so like we were saying, people talking about the, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Halloween kills being terrible movies and that they think anybody who likes it is dumb or is wrong or, you know, and like you said, with television, you know, people who say television is a bad movie. I even when you're saying that and you're saying they're wrong, I don't think that you're saying that, you know, somebody having a, a, an opposite opinion of that is wrong. But if people are trashing the movie, then, then they're wrong. Because I think that anybody trashing a movie is, I don't know. Yeah. I think that people who say they don't like television totally valid people who say that terror vision is bad are wrong 
I'm laying it out for you. It's like, I think, I think there are legitimately good and legitimately bad movies. We won't always agree on that, but I personally think if you think television is a bad movie, you are incorrect. Okay. (laughs) All right. I think you were trying to like throw me a lifeline there and say like, Oh no, everybody has their opinion. And no, sometimes people are wrong. Um, and I'm allowed, I'm allowed <laughs> I'm, to think I'm, that people I, I'm are gonna, wrong. I, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying that you're not allowed to think people are wrong. I think that <laughs> I, again, I think they're, I'm again, I might not agree with certain movies and I might question why people like certain movies. And that's where I come from too. It was like, you know, I don't know why people like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't think it's a good movie. I think it's not great, but people who like it, love it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with you, but that's me. <laughs> yeah. But so like, do you think it's a bad movie or do you dislike it? Cause those are two different things or both. That's... You could, you could think both. No, I don't think it's a bad movie. I, again, this goes into where I think that like there are certain pieces in it that are okay. It's a bad movie for me. And I think that's the that's where it comes to. And I think that's where people can objectively, you know, hopefully say that television is a bad movie for them. And, you know, saying that it's a bad movie in general is definitely wrong. I don't think television is a bad movie at all. I don't think Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a bad movie. I don't like it for what it is, but that doesn't mean it's a bad movie overall. Yeah, yeah. I think I think a lot of... I don't know. I think a lot of fights start over people thinking that saying I dislike X movie. I, I couldn't even think of a good example because I was like, I was going to say, I just like The Shining, but I like The Shining and I don't want people right. to yell at me for not liking it. <laughs> uh, you know, I yeah, don't like this. They can, they can yell at me. It's all right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no. So if you say I don't like The Shining and if you say The Shining is a bad movie, those are two totally different things. But I think people right. conflate them a lot. People think they're yes. the same thing. And yes. they are not the same thing. Like, and I think that's I, where I was trying to get with that was just that because you think it's not great and it's not for you doesn't mean that it's a inherently bad movie. Right. Um, yeah. Because there's a lot of bad movies. That I see. I mean, I'm sorry, but Severin and Vinegar Syndrome, they've they've made their business on putting out what are terrible movies, which are like, <laughs> but people love those. And so that's great. You love those terrible movies. I've bought stuff from them and I, I did not like them. I normally, I, I will leave movies in my collection, but I pretty much sold off every movie that I bought in uh, vinegar syndrome or seven. Oh, wow. Just, they were not for me. They're just yeah. not, I don't like movies that are that. I get what the movies that I bought were not for me. Yeah. And, yeah. And so, you know, I, I, they were bad for me. <laughs> I didn't like them and more power to the people who do like that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's just not for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> it sounds like you're more like you judge whether a movie is good or bad based on if you dug it, like if I dig it, it's a good movie. Exactly. If I don't dig it, it's bad for me, but other people are allowed to have their own opinion. I think is where you're landing. Right. And I think gotcha. that there are certain movies that we can sit there and say, like, and that's the thing too, with like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Terrorvision. They are, they're not bad movies. Um, they are, you know, 
you take yourself out of whether you like it or not, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a is is a good movie. It's shot well. It's got uh, uh, some great camera work. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought there were definitely some great uh, uh, a lot of great camera work in that movie, but for me, the story was lacking, and that's where I had the issue with it. For other people, they thought this story was great. Right. And like but, the psycho Gorman, I, I think it's a good movie that I didn't like. Like yeah. I, I can't find, I don't think it's a bad movie at all, but it just, it didn't land with me. I, again, I could hear right. those, those keys clicking and I just, it yeah. took me out of it. I couldn't connect with the movie, but I'm right. not about to call it a bad movie. Cause I don't think it's a bad movie. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And that's the same thing with, with, Texas Chainsaw or Shining or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. think they're bad movies. They're just not for me. And that's the same thing with, like you said, with Psycho Gorman. It's just not, well, you're not even saying it's not for you. It just wasn't for you in that moment. And, and that's the same thing with me with uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Shining. I've watched both of those at least twice. I've tried to give both of them a, a, an extra shot and they just don't work for me. And usually after the second time, I'm like, okay, if it didn't work for me the second time, right? I'm, I'm not giving it a third try. Mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah I'll, I'll try psycho gorman again sometime in the future and when i'm in a specific mood and exactly you know. but yeah and you but know I, and now you know what it is and so mm-hmm. you can go into it and go okay let, let me see how this washes over me a second time and maybe it'll hit the right way um, yeah maybe it won't exactly <laughs> but you'll definitely have to let me know for sure 100 i will i will for sure and i hope i <laughs> will <laughs> I hope I didn't like step over your point too much by like, by being like, Oh no, there are bad movies and you can be incorrect on things. <laughs> no, 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 no. I like, I, I understand your point. Um, you know, I, I, I agree with you to an extent that there are, that there can be bad movies, that movies, <laughs> I, I, but that's the thing though, too, is like, I believe that those bad movies still have some kind of, because like I said, the stuff that, you know, vinegar syndrome and, and Severin put out, some of those, not all of them, but there's some there's some terrible movies oh, that they yeah, put out the, that are just horrible. And they the, they really I don't understand why they're getting Blu-rays when there's other movies that deserve it more. But you know, part of that is because they're preserving that 80s VHS or you know, even older yeah. stuff that hasn't been put out. And I get that 100 percent I'm all for that. I don't mm-hmm. like them, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't exist. And yeah, I mean, know, there are so many bad movies that I love. So many yeah. bad movies that I love. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, that's what, and again, that's what I think is great about if when people can have that discussion and, and understand that just because somebody likes something or doesn't like something doesn't mean that it's a, it, that they're calling it bad or that even if they do call it bad, that they're wrong. You know, you have to get, maybe if you can have a nice civil discussion about it, you can get down to that and understand what it is about that they don't like or why they're calling it bad, you know? Right. So, yeah. you know, it, speaking of television, like you said, television, it's not a bad movie at all. It's, it's a fun movie. It's like you said, it's gorgeous. It's got great cinematography, great production design, great effects. Everything's great in it. It's, it's a good movie. It doesn't connect with me on that same level. It connects with you, but I, I don't deny that it's a good movie. So, and I was entertained. I, I enjoyed it. I, I when, when I, I, I can definitely say that you did not steer me wrong. 
hopefully you'll see you watch Psycho Gorman <laughs> again and you'll enjoy that. And so I won't feel as bad. <laughs> oh, no, don't feel bad. I'm, I I was going to watch it regardless. I mean, obviously, I bought right. the Blu-ray. Like, it, it has been on my watch list forever. I was glad that you finally kind of gave me the kick I needed to finally watch it because right. I needed to watch it. Um, right. And again, I will revisit it, but <laughs> it just it didn't work for me. Right. But I don't want you to feel bad. Like, no, I, I get that. Like, I've recommended movies to people before and then be like, oh, no, when they hated it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I, I watched don't feel it. bad. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you watched it. I'm glad you can see that ultimately, like, there's good stuff in it. Like, like we said, there's lots of good stuff in it. It's just not connecting for you on that on that writerly level that, you know, it's too yeah. it's too. uh it's wink and nod i keep saying but well there's too much of a remove it's too yeah. there's a an, an inherent coldness at the center of the movie for me that right. is not a vibe that i resonate with right not to sound too new agey or whatever that's <laughs> right. that was probably a bunch of nonsense but no there's just a coldness <laughs> about it that right. just puts me off yeah that's i mean you know again that's what's cool. I, to me, that's what's cool is when we can look at things from our own perspectives and say that, you know, one thing is one thing is great for one, not for the other. And we have varying degrees of all that. And as long as we can have an interesting conversation about it, to me, that's that's more fun than just being because I think ultimately when you get down to it, if we all agreed on it, that would be so boring. Oh, my God. If we all right? if we all enjoyed the same things and everybody's just like and that's what pisses me off when people are like but why don't you like this thing that I like? It's like, cause I just don't. Cause it's I'm fine. a different person. <laughs> you can, you, you can like it all you want. I just don't, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. Yeah. And, and that allows weird little movies like psycho Gorman or terror vision to find a home because if exactly. everybody liked all the same things, that would mean that everybody disliked all the same things. And there would be all these poor unloved movies out there. Exactly. And that and would be the saddest thing of all. Vinegar syndrome and Severin, going back to them, wouldn't have yeah, a business. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I like I, I I enjoy that. So and 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 now being able to talk to people on the podcast and being able to bring people in, discover that kind of you know back and forth you know, is is fantastic for me. I love being able to talk and you know, about stuff I love and you know, find out what other people love. So exactly, exactly. All right. Well, it is. Uh, uh, we're going on probably my longest episode ever. Oh, uh, <laughs> I may have to may have to edit some of this out. Um, yeah, feel free to edit out every <laughs> single word I said. <laughs> no, no way. No, it's, uh, I I had a lot of fun. This is I, I I like I said. You know, I love going on the tangents. So it, this has been a fantastic uh, uh, a discussion and. I hope uh, I hope you had fun and yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, uh, I can get you back on for another episode, and we'll try to find something else to disagree about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly the way you're like meh to so many movies. I'm sure we will find something to disagree. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I, you know, I have to you know get you back on for some comic book discussion, maybe maybe yeah. some comic book movie stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, well. We'll, we'll dig deeper into that as well. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much for coming on. And uh, uh, like I said, I hope, I hope you'll be back and 
I don't know. I don't know how to end it. But <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I, I know. I appreciate you having me on. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad. Thanks again to Jessica Scott for coming on and talking Terrorvision and Psycho Gorman with me. I hope uh, we can have another episode with her again soon. And until then, stay creepy. Mm-hmm.